Anyway, Af. Exciting. They're good stories, aren't they? Okay. This is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, this is kind of comes out of an exploration that I'm on, really, in terms of some things that God's really challenged me about. And I was reading Ephesians over a very, it's a really short book, but over a very, very long time, because I take my time. But I just couldn't get away from Ephesians 3. And when, when Paul's talking about this reality of being rooted and grounded in love, so I thought I'd make you hear the things that God's kind of challenging me about in this whole thing. Now, that could be the title today, or I could easily have titled it, How to Love More. And I don't know which is which, but what I know is, if we understand the reality of being rooted and grounded in love, it will cause something fundamental to change in our lives. And the really exciting thing is, we won't have to try harder. We'll just find we're doing it. And that's what I want us to really go away with today. If you hear at any point, oh, if only I do this, it will be better. That's not, that's not what God's saying. What God's saying is understand how much I love you and everything else will come out from that. Now, I have changed this a hundred times. And I'm just hoping I've got the right version, but we'll work it as we go. So, Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. This is Paul talking to the Ephesians, saying that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length, the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. And that's what I find so incredible. As we comprehend his love, the width and the length and the depth of it, a bit like we were singing earlier, and to know that love will be filled with the fullness of God. We won't be able to do, it's not saying like, you'll be able to do more for me, you'll be better Christians. We'll be filled with the fullness of God. And this was exemplified in the way Jesus lived. So in John 15, he says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you, so abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Now just think the way Jesus, Jesus lived. This is a demonstration. It wasn't just he obeyed God, he did obey God, but because he knew the love of the Father. And these things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. See the, the relevance? Joy, the knowing love brings joy. And so this is my command, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, and to lay down his life for his friends. As I've been exploring this, and I just keep coming back to that verse. God, what do you mean rooted and grounded in love? And God reminded me of a plant that my brother gave me when I was 16. Now, my brother was kind of like my superhero. He was a bit older than me, and he was just my superhero. And he gave me a plant. I'd never had a plant before I was 16. You know, this is a grown-up thing to get, a plant. And I vaguely looked after it, and 
kind of did all you have to do to plants. And when I left home, I took the plant with me because it's a very important thing. And it was like my growing upness and it was a very special plant. Now plants and I, I love plants, but looking after them isn't my primary strength. And every, time, every summer when I'd bring all my stuff back to my parents at the end of the summer holidays, my dad would go, oh, look at this thing. Can you not see the leaves are browning and it's, it's not taken in water anymore? And I'm like, all right, sort it then. So he would give it a lot of TLC over the summer and he would repot it. And, and the weird thing is, as he repotted it, it grew. And I would take it back in the summer and we would go through this ritual and it would always kind of start to wilt when my dad wasn't around him. I think there was a relation. And actually, in the end, this thing... My dad took it off me. He's just like, you can't look after this thing. And this thing, this isn't actually a plant, but this is the size of this plant. And my dad really tended to that thing well. And it just grew and grew and grew. But the amazing thing was, it grew when its roots were free to grow. Unknown to me. Then, now this, this plant, I got it when I was 16. I don't know when that was. It was 64 plus 16. Eighty, nineteen eighty. So in nineteen eighty, I got the plant. In nineteen ninety-seven, I had my very first home, and my dad, because he still believed in me, said, "You can have an offshoot from the main plant." So he gave me an offshoot from the plant. He said, "This time, Avril, you are a grown-up now. This is nineteen ninety-seven. Look after the blinking thing." And as it happened, the leaves would sometimes get a bit brown. When my dad would visit, he would fix it and make it all better. And that little offshoot grew and grew and grew. Now, what relevance has this got to be to rooting grounded in love? Well, I think the relevance is, as we ensure that we, our roots, are free and our roots are constantly able to take in good nutrients, things will be different and we'll grow and we'll keep growing. And as we plant ourselves in the good soil, we're gonna keep growing. So let's look at what this means. Yeah, this is an old version. Okay, don't worry. Why is it? Anyway. Root bound. Now I looked up a website, a planty website. This is a definition I found. Root bound plants are often dehydrated plants because the pots are mostly full of roots making the soil hard and water repellent. Do you ever struggle to receive from God? Maybe feel a bit dry or dehydrated? Has the soil maybe got a bit hard and we become a bit water repellent? And the reality is God promises us living water. When we come to him, and these are the verses, so that should say, why might we not receive? There can be lots. So why are we not receiving? Well, let me tell you the next bit. Back to the plant website. Mildly rooted plants can be helped along by trimming any big, long roots circling the root ball. Do you know, sometimes we get these big, long roots and they can be caused by disappointment, by hurt, just by getting weary. You know, you do the same old, same old. 
and you just start to think, what is this about? What is this for? You know, it can be selfishness. It can be we want things our way. And these long roots can start to grow. And um, obviously, this is something I've only read in a book. I can remember a while ago, um, there's a, some ongoing things that I struggle with, just like fairly chronic ongoing things. And every now and again, I'll say, oh, I'm really sick of this. I really, really want things to be different. And one time I went to see John and Don, I said, I'm really struggling again. And they said, okay, let's really ask God for grace to be able to cope in this situation. And I can remember saying, I don't want grace. I've had plenty of grace. I want change. Let's pray for change. And they gently helped me see again that whilst change is something I want, and may some, be something God wants to do, today it hasn't changed. And today I can live in the grace of God, which doesn't just mean putting up with it and coping. It means actually genuinely finding God's help when things are worst. And I really didn't want that because I knew he could give me that. I wanted it to be different. But if I let that go on for too long, the long roots start to encircle my heart and start to make me hard. So I accepted that it was time for grace and asked God again to do that. And he really did. And it's not just survival. It moves from night to day. So back to the plant. Method B. If your plant is extremely root bound, you'll find you can't simply work the roots apart with your fingers because they formed an impervious mat or pseudo pot of themselves. In this case, you have to be ruthless. Get yourself a sharp knife, make long vertical cuts in the sides of the root. These cuts do violence to the roots, <laughs> but will allow new growth at the cut sides giving the plant a chance to spread its roots out in your garden soil instead of trying to live within its own self-made prison. I can remember another time when things had been quite difficult for me and I'd, I'd, had, I'd been hurt and, and things had been hard. And I can remember, I don't think I made a conscious decision, but I certainly at some point made a decision that I was only going to let people get this close. That was fine. You know, I'm still letting people get close, but not this close. And that seemed fine to me. I was still serving God. I was still doing all the things. Externally, you'd still think I was a superhuman Christian. And some faithful friends, we were talking one day, and they said, you know, it just, something feels like it's changed. Oh, what's that? You just seem a wee bit brittle, a wee bit hard in the way you're talking about things. I was like, what a nonsense. Well, yes, maybe you, I don't think so. I think I've just been realistic. I think I'm just being honest. And when they'd gone, I just found God's nudge saying, just listen. And I started to say, all right, is there something going on here? Has, has my heart just got a little hard? And then God reminded me of that decision I'd made to just let people stay this far, not this far. And as I saw that, I knew again that actually I was going to end up with my own self-made prison. 
Because whilst I could externally still do all the stuff that I should be doing as a Christian, I wasn't able to receive the fullness and the grace of God to live the way he wanted me to live, to know him and his love. Because when I limit for other people, I actually limit it for God. And actually, experiences do shape us. And God promises us fullness and freedom. And in these verses, it's really worth looking at them. He promises us fullness and freedom. He doesn't promise us a life of just be a good Christian and you'll get by to heaven. He promises a life of fullness and freedom. So let's come back to what he says. This verse that I just can't get away from. Being rooted and grounded in love, knowing the width and the length, the depth and the height, knowing the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. So, what does it look like? I had to say it. It's my favourite phrase. And I think it's a really important one because we can talk theory, but we have to know what it looks like in our daily lives. So, I think it looks like this, this circle of life. As we are loved, we will know love and we'll know how to love and actually, all one is want to be obedient, and obedience leads to fullness. So let's look at it a wee bit more. When we know, not know about God's love, but know God's love, it increases our capacity. You know, I could say many times a day, I am a 50-something single woman, and therefore, there's some things I can do, but there's lots of things I can't do because of that where God has put me. Or actually, I can say, God, I am wholly available to you for whatever you want from me. And actually, I could surprise myself in terms of what other 50-year-old single women might not do, I can do. Because if that's what you've got for me, that's what you've got for me. I am not limited. Just think for a moment of your state of being. You might be in a family. You might have some struggles in your family. You might have some struggles with your children. You might have some struggles with parents. Whatever it might be, just stop for a minute and think of the, where you're at and if you put limitations because of that state. Just take a minute. I am sure you will have thought of things. And God wants to turn it in his head and say, actually, we are without capacity. We are, have limitless capacity. Because as we love, as we know love, We'll just find we love. That's what Jesus said. It's a, not a duty. When we love, we, we want to obey, not because we have to, not because we must, but we want to. We just want to please God. It, it changes things completely. When I know I'm loved by God and therefore can love him, I just want to do what pleases him. It, it just changes it. And actually, then I can enjoy all that God has for me. And that's the amazing reality. And when I enjoy what he has for me, I know fullness and I live as Jesus did. You know, we, we can think this is like far, far away, but it's really, really not. It's the living reality of what Jesus said as he was leaving and he sent his Holy Spirit to help us do. So just as um, I'm concluding, how can we live rooted and grounded? Well, Allow God to show us his love. 
Now that's, oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. But in honesty, that's an intentional thing. I can live in the kind of, well, I know enough. Yeah, 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 God, I know you love me. And actually, I'm quite happy here because this is kind of, this, this is okay, I've got used to this. But as I've been exploring this verse over these, I mean, probably a few months, I keep coming back to God, I want more. I want to know your love more. I really want to know what you think of me and how much you love me. And as I've allowed God to do that, through the work of the Holy Spirit, when I've intentionally invited him to show me more, I have found things have changed for me. Things have started, I, I find a greater compassion and that's annoying sometimes. Because when you have more compassion, you think you have to do something and you're like, I don't want it, it's too hard. But I know in it, as I let God do it, it's not hard at all. In fact, it's incredibly easy and really enjoyable. To walk with them, that's taking time with him, spending time with him. I'm not one of these kind of go away into a cupboard and pray for 400 hours a day. It's not really me. I can't do anything for more than five minutes. I'm painting the house at the moment, and after one wall, I'm like, okay, that's done. Kind of, kind of, wee bit bored with this. So I'm not very, I'm not very good at the kind of follow through. But actually, what I find is just spending time with God as I do things, particularly when I'm driving or walking. I don't, I never walk. Driving, let's say driving. Just those times when you can just be with God and just kind of chat through what's going on. But also spending time in his word, talking with other friends. Walk with them. Get to know them. Let him speak to you. Quickly dealing with the yellowing or the wilting. Like my yucca. I didn't really deal with the yellowing, the wilting. And it got steadily worse because it couldn't take in the nutrients anymore. Those big, long roots that started to cause it not to be able to take in the water. You know, we can get like that sometimes. And like I was saying, for me, I couldn't see it when my heart had got hard, but my faithful friends were able to show me. And if I heard them, then actually things could change. And when we do get entangled, when we have got ourselves into that self-made prison, and it might be nothing we have done, it might have been things done to us. But we have a responsibility to choose to come back to God for help rather than just saying, no, it's too much, it's too hard. And I thought it was interesting that um, definition of the, the second one about the, it's aggressive, it's violent. And when we've got entangled, it's painful to get untangled, it really is. Because we've kind of built up a whole bunch of things around it. And it's painful to allow God back to soften our hearts because you have to expose yourself again to heart, possibly, disappointment, possibly. These fears you have, they might come true. So as we allow God to start to melt our hearts again, there's a lot of risk involved in it. But the gain brings us back to what he promises, which is his fullness. So just as I conclude, I want us to just think for a minute because we can't try harder. We can't do this by doing more. This comes from saying, God, meet with me again. Melt my heart. Show me how much you love me. And from that, everything else comes. That's all 
we can do. We can't say, help me love more, let me do more, let me be more compassionate. Jesus said he knew the love of the Father and so could love us. And that's that same thing that he's asking us today. As we know the love of the Father, everything else will come from it. So I just want to ask us, I think if we stand together, you might be in a place where you're already known his love. And I can promise you there's more. That's the exciting bit. It never ends. This understanding, the length and the breadth and the height and the width, it never ends. It might be that you've kind of just got a wee bit stuck and you've got a wee bit dry and dehydrated. And God just wants to come and do something about that as you invite him. It might be the long roots have started from disappointment or it's about me. I want something for me. It might be things have just got so much that there is that self-made prison that has started to build around your heart. And God would say today, let me come and let me loosen the soil and plant new soil and put you in a new pot so that you're ready again to grow. And your capacity will increase because he will do it in you. So Lord, we come to you today as the one who gives us every good thing, as the one that promises that your mercies are new every day. And then Lord, I ask for each of us that we will increasingly know that love. Know your love that causes us to be safe and cradled in that place of safety. And out of that, God, we ask that we will know your fullness. Not just, not just a little bit, but the fullness that you've intended for us. That we will find we love more. We enjoy each other more. We enjoy our daily lives. We enjoy what we're doing. That we're able to obey you, just like these people did this week as they heard you. And the excitement that comes from that, and the, the, just the fun. Lord, these things we ask in your name. That you will enable us to live radical lives in that simple way of knowing your love. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come now and do what only you can in each of our hearts. Identify those long roots. Untangle with your fingers where we've got abounded and give us your promise and your grace to enjoy every moment of this life you've given us in your name Amen Thanks Avril Great, well we're we're done uh, and uh, if you, but if you've heard something this morning that you feel you really want to talk to someone else about uh, or have someone stand with you in prayer, there will be people here available to pray. Um, and uh, otherwise, 
enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you very much.